everybody welcome back to the pc perspective podcast this is episode 630 being recorded on may 26 2021 i'm sebastian peak i'm jeremy hellstrom i'm josh walrath i'm brett van sprunberg and i award this podcast an extra five horsepower today does it say shipped or is that a five hp it's uh, oh, it's plus five. five. Okay. I just glanced plus over. Plus five horsepower. This blip is a sticker shift? that you can... No, it's blip shift. Blip shift. So this is a sticker you can put on pretty much anything, and it adds five horsepower. It gets an extra five horsepower. Highly. Uh, what if you throw it on, on a horse? I'm going to put it on tonight's podcast. No, put it on a horse. See what happens. Yeah. yeah. Mm. If anybody s- s- senses the podcast moving with extra velocity tonight, Verve. this is the reason. <clears throat> yeah. In that vein, go to pcper.com slash subscribe. You will get an email notifying you before we go live for events like this podcast recording session every week. And so subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe like the wind. Get notified. That's a YouTube thing. But anyway, hit the subscribe button. But you can do that too. Because if you're you're watching this, you're watching it on YouTube. Don't like us. Please leave us a contemptuous comment or two. But Mm -hmm. that's, you know, uh, let's see. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Help us out. Become a patron of the PC Per Arts at patreon.com slash PC Per. This is the time where I ask Brett for an update. Do we have a, uh, any new patrons? You know, we do. I'd like to welcome with uh, great uh, respect arms. and reserved and, and open arms, Justin. My understanding is he's a terrible cook, and he'll understand what that means. So, Justin, you're a terrible cook. Thank you very much for your... I don't think it's There's my so many brother, resources but... out there, Justin, and just hmm. recipes are online now. It's, it's you know, so I you can just take the the can of soup and just turn it around and just go like, oh, it's not cooking. Oh. That's not, that's heating. It's what is that? Well, I mean, okay. All right. Uh, without further ado, <laughs> it's burger of the week, Josh. Please. Oh, geez, is it really it. time it is for time. that? It's Boom. Time. Here we go. Let me not get my. Uh, let me clear my throat. Let me get my glasses so I can speak a little bit better. Yeah. Podcast is moving fast. It is moving fast. So this one is called Pleasure by Pineapple. Two beef patties topped with smoked pineapple, cream cheese, bacon, and pineapple caramel drizzle. So if you don't think you have enough pineapple, they're going to add a drizzle to it. And there's bacon that's embedded in that cream cheese. And under that cream cheese and bacon are the smoked pineapples. If you've ever had smoked pineapples, you well, if you've never had them, you, you really should. Because, I mean, fresh pineapple is fine and all. It's quite tasty. <clears throat> when you smoke it and grill pineapple... It just releases so many more interesting flavors, and it cuts the acidity for some reason. Some chemist could probably explain why, but, you know, it's probably some oxidation involved that breaks down some of the bonds, and the acid turns more into carbon dioxide and water, rather. Anyway, um, yeah, citric acid. I'll have to look that up. Uh, And uh, all topped off, uh, you know, two beef patties. And it was, it was, it was really good. It was shockingly good because not everybody likes pineapple, but this uh, was, I could see Al running into this one. Yeah. Yeah. But this was tasty. And, 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 and the, the, the cream cheese did not, 
you know, like over sweeten everything. It added kind of a more, you know, base, basic type flavor to it all. And uh, it, it all played off each other very, very nicely. The bacon was crisp. The patties were well done. They still had a good beefy flavor. They weren't covered up. Overall, it was it was a very satisfying experience. Um, now, again, as you probably know, I, I will not eat for another 24 hours because that's just a lot of burgers. And the fries were, were again, they were fantastic. They were perfectly done to my liking. Excellent. The oh. What is it called? Pleasure by Pineapple, which... If you think about it, that would not be possible. Uh, yeah, I don't want to think about it. That would. No. I guess it depends on your definition of pleasure. But. Exactly. Mm. This is just anyway. too easy. How how to... small do they make pineapples? Not that small. Okay. Uh, uh, I f- I feel I need to warn you before we move to the first news item. Just a fair warning that Kr Ducky has edited their pledge on Patreon, Uh-oh. on our, on our Patreon. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. To... So I just wanted to mention it. And, is uh, it Colt of Malcivino? Thanks, man. No, 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 it's Care Ducky. Just, uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, just thanks, man. Keeping it real. Thank you. Yep. Let's move on to our first news story. Let us. Let's, let's hit the news. It's been a light week. We're not, we're not going to lie about this. It's well, I mean, you know, Nvidia, they announced today their, Results. We'll talk about it. It's number we'll three. It's number three. Oh, we'll talk about it great. very soon. We'll talk like, about it just then. real quick. Let's just get three. it out of the way. Let's, uh, <laughs> AMD Ryzen rumors. Zen 4. Q4 2022. That's, well, I don't want to wait that long, but. Uh, I know. It seems out there. seems like they're going to be like a year behind the um, 12th gen curve it. here. I don't believe it. How could it be that late? I feel like it would be next summer. They like to do things in May, June, July. This is coming from a Twitter account. This is WCCF Tech reporting. Yeah, but this isn't the only Zen 4 only Raphael is, announced yeah. 2022 9 September October, but actually released October November. Hmm. They haven't done Zen 3 plus yet. I mean, it kind of makes sense if they're following I was more interested in the, the rumors about LGA CPUs. I don't know why that's. If I were a betting man, and I'm I'm not. Let's see, where are we at? Well, some you of know, the more I, interesting I would, stuff. I would I would oh, assume, you know, DDR5 should be starting to be available by then. That is correct. Why is my dog howling in the background? She sounds very sad. What have you done to my dog, Sebastian? Look, it it's not what you think. All right. She has anyway, plenty of air. If I were a betting man, uh, in between motherboards, design, I, I would think April, May is, is much more possible. I mean, I could be very wrong. Uh, but that's over a year and a half from when the 5000 series was launched. Uh, Intel is, is going very fast with what they're trying to do. Um, LGA technology is very mature. Uh, those Foxconn guys and others, they, they, um, they, they create those sockets pretty quickly and, uh, they're not as problematic as they originally were back in the day with the, uh, Pentium four, I believe was the first 
mainstream LGA was 775. But uh, it's going to be, you know, it, it still it still puts more of the onus of, of quality control and pricing on the motherboard guys. So we can probably expect some higher prices for motherboards on the AMD side no, when, when going no. to LGA. I know, and it's already kind of high anyhow. But, uh, yeah, I think that to be competitive, they would really need to release in, in April, May of next year. Um, Sebastian, if you if you look at that first article, there's a, um, a timeline chart. It looks like they're skipping over a Zen 3 Plus. That's the rumors. That, that, and that's what it would have filled that longer timeline that we're sort of reacting to. And, there, and it doesn't look like they're planning on releasing that Zen 3 Plus. I haven't really heard much about. I mean, you know, yeah, we've heard initial rumors and whatnot. I mean, we're going to get probably the XT treatment here. Yeah. Uh, sometime in the summer, but, you know, it, it's it that just, Warhol one. Yeah. Yeah. But the six, seven, six nanometer, it, is it really working out? Is it, is it worth it? I don't know. You know, I, I think I that they're probably going to jump. Problem. Who said anything or about them skipping over Zen Plus or Zen 3 Plus? Because they're, they're talking about a roadmap in which in Q4 2022, we go to Zen 4. So you'd think there'd be a stopgap between now and then. I would agree with you. And that's what that was. So, but rumors mm. that I had read is that they're maybe not going to be making that. Oh, I see. And that seems like we it's were a step too little. little. Yes. Maybe Especially that was it. Staying, maybe. If they're staying as aggressive as they are with Intel, because Intel's turning things yeah. around. It's going to take a while. That ship is, is mm-hmm. going to take a while to turn around, but it's, but it's starting to tack in the right direction. And uh, if you can pull in Zen 4 and that new socket architecture to, you know, clamp on to the new DDR5 modules that will be coming out, uh, you're still going to look at PCI 4.0 because even though Intel will have PCI PCIe 5.0, um, they're looking at kind of a desert the same way AMD did when they released the 3000 series. And there was nothing, essentially nothing PCI 4.0 except for the one Fizon E16. Uh, and those came out four months later. Sure. Three months. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that, you know, not going to PCI 5.0 is, is not going to kill AMD. Uh, Intel will have that little check mark. Uh, that OEMs seem to like, and and uh, but yeah, there's there's not going to be anything there for PCI 5.0. My, I mean, GPUs. There's not a whole lot of talk of moving to that anytime soon. So yeah, uh, if if AMD can can reel Zen 4 in at the beginning of summer, then that'd be great. But you know, if it's fall, then it's what it is. Now, you guys wanted to talk about the socket, which is sort of interesting, and in that obviously AM5 is uh, not going to be pinned you know, anymore, and it's all going to be LGA, mm-hmm. which is nice because now you can drop the anything, you know, just like Intel, dropping something on the socket when they'll destroy it, exactly. which is great. But, but yep. dropping the CPU <laughs> it's a great will not result in hours of agonizing pin, pin untangling. Yeah, I mean, but who? You, you're really not going to win on one end or the other. Just don't drop anything. So I guess that's I'd the really rule. I'd rather have my $500 or $700 CPU 
relatively safe and worry about stay the $350 motherboard. Yeah, stay in the board. Retention, you know, as you're removing coolers and stuff. So I've that was always... damaged LGA pins. Mm. So if you're really careful about installing them and they're keyed and right. it's possible to do it wrong, just make sure you've actually oriented the CPU correctly before you put all that clamping force down on that wait, side. Right. Wait, a, wait a minute. You, you said know. you've you've never damaged LGA. Okay. Uh, other than an infamous well, video from about a decade yes. ago. Eight, nine years ago. That was something. a while ago. Yeah. Which was made yeah, out of sound. And then Ryan shamelessly released it on the, uh, the website. And you put the pins against each other and press. All right. And just close it. All right. We'll close it later. Or maybe this one just stays open. Oh, the theory was if you take a socketed AMD processor and you put it on an LGA Intel motherboard and you it was a Sempron something or other and you, you squish them together at some point enough LGA pins will make contact with, other, with enough <laughs> CPU pins that something will happen. Something will happen. Uh, speaking of things happening and sockets, Intel's next socket, Alder like S, it's the LGA 1800. May not be compatible with your existing Intel cooler. Not well, just that would because... be uh, out of character for Intel. <sighs> yeah, it's been a little while. You know, 1366 no, shrunk down to like the LGA 11.5X, which has used the same hole pattern for years now. But the hole pattern apparently is slightly different, and you could get an adapter for that. But the Z height. Yeah, that's that's the killer with these yeah. new yeah. processors. So you'd have to have some kind of a spacer for some of these extra and, yeah. thermal paste. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, yeah. it totally yeah, okay. work. Okay, or just, just lower profile those... standoffs for like if you're thermal using a, like a Corsair liquid cooler, they'll probably ship these smaller standoff screws out to people. And yeah, that'll work too. You can buy. I'm sure. Noctua or we could just ask. Um, we could just ask Asus. Um, you know, how tall the thermal pads are. Oh. Hey, you're getting ahead of yourself mm, here. I am. So yeah. anyway, yeah, look out for that story on Igor's lab. It has some, like, renders and all the deets about the new socket. Hey, I think someone just uh, posted your uh, video to video. the... Uh, Computer oh, hardware did. myths exposed. Yes. Kind of. Mm. Kind of, yes. TechSpot, we'll go over this very briefly. Go over to TechSpot for outstanding photography and in-depth coverage of various gaming benchmarks, but they did a... I like face-off type things. We need to do more of this stuff. You take Oh, Horizon people 7. love this. That was a horrible movie. If, <laughs> <laughs> that's, your tongue. that's different. 50, okay, Ryzen 7 5800X versus Intel Core i7 11700K. Sounds like a great matchup. Head-to-head, -head, 32 games. $420 versus 400 Yep, very close in price. Oh, yeah. Here they are on apparently a piece of glass, or they just photoshopped this. You know, you Versus, can now actually you know, okay. buy 5800Xs. It's just can. the 5900s and 5950s that are not as... Uh, well, also hard to justify buying unless you're doing serious work. Here we go. Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn Ultimate mm -hmm. Quality at 1080p. 
Yep. What video card are they using? Uh, they're using something ask. you might not be expecting. Which is? A, which is? 580 6900XT. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, what? XT, everybody's oh, favorite okay. that's, that's 1080p video card. It makes sense. Oh, you that's usually 1080p. see a 3080, so it was kind of nice. Yeah. And they, their justification was that it uh, made the differences at 1080p larger. Okay. As you can see, that needed all the help it could get. <laughs> what, you, what you also should notice if you're watching the video, and I will tell you if you're listening to the audio, is AMD, these 5000 series processors, they do better with high frame rate gaming at 1080p than Intel does. And that was always Intel's bread and butter. They would have us, you know, look at slides showcasing things like Dota 2, at insane like 500 plus FPS numbers, which were way above because you could take that disparity of a five percent and when you're talking 500 frames per second it, it looks huge on a chart now we're looking at amd typically having the lead it's only a few frames per second we're talking in this particular yeah, game because the settings are at ultimate yeah but look at those minimums man you're gonna They're feel higher, that in the bottom higher of the minimums of your stomach two frames per second <laughs> on amd higher frames per second average by four fps at 1080p we're talking 171 versus 167 here at 1440p maintains its lead three frames per second Four frames per second, AMD over Intel, uh, and then at 4K they're pretty much tied. Yep. 81 versus 80, AMD still in the lead. Here's Watchdogs you know, Legion. I'm not gonna go over every single game, but it's it, funny that Josh scroll just down, said they'll that. They'll do a Delta. Okay, let's go all the way to the okay, bottom. Okay, that would be cool. But the the point is is that Josh, you're absolutely right. Without a nicely solid 120 or 144 hertz monitor, this doesn't. None of this matters. No. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bra and, bragging and rights. Not everybody has those. Well, okay. Here's some but, of these. I mean, like, you know, like everybody has V-Sync off at 130 <laughs> frames per second on a 60 hertz monitor because yeah. it feels like yeah, my eyes have gone through a cheese grater. And, you know, that's... Don't knock it till you try it. It feels really like good when you stop, a burger. one thing. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> when you see results like these where there is no difference between the two, yeah. you are GPU bound here. So... 112 frames per second versus 112 with minimums of 97 versus 97. So you're just GPU bound. This is Jedi uh, Fallen. Oh, wait, are you sure about that? Because they're identical at 4K. So maybe your two processors are pretty evenly I matched. Know. I would say that He's if, got it's, a good point. if it's GPU bound at 1440, it would also be GPU bound at 4K. That's my point. Hmm. Let's see. Fortnite. Again, AMD oh. with the lead. This mm. time it's about mm -hmm. 11 frames per second at 1080p. And it's okay, maybe you're right. Per second mm. at 1440p. Okay, anyway, where's these del where are these deltas? Sorry for They, they did so more fast. than a few. Yeah, they did 32 oh my games. Gosh. Here's the there summary. You go. Oh, here we go. Uh, 4% faster on average is the AMD Ryzen 7 5800X over at 1080p. At 1080p. 1080p. Yes. Yeah. So if you're if you're Scroll down this, to the 1440s and what? it's almost the exact same. Honestly, Normally, I would say, no, 1440 and up, that's where enthusiasts are, but you can't buy a GPU, so you're probably using an older one, and you'd be playing newer <laughs> games at 1080p to get a high frame rate. Could. Yeah, so, yeah could. But on the off chance that you weren't, the results pretty much don't change. Yeah, it's true. See, look, here we are at 1440. The Ryzen 7 5800X across 32 games is still 3% faster. These aren't huge numbers. They're the kind of numbers that Intel always enjoyed showing off. Like, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, maybe AMD has better multi-thread because they have more cores, but look at us in gaming, and now it's like, well, AMD's faster in gaming. Not so now much. What? Well, we have much higher power consumption than AMD. 
There you go. Oh, wait, we'll keep um, you warm they win in the winter time. every time. That's, yes. that's not a. That's not a positive. It, no, the numbers are higher. Brett, listen. If yeah. you have one CPU that pulls 280 watts and another CPU that only pulls 115, it, which is I'm number? That which number is higher? That's that's more watts equals more horsepower. No. More more better more horsepower. Hmm. Okay. Okay, Josh. No, I'm and so that's convinced. those tires. Because <laughs> if you're not, you're you're just not going to be going around the course very very well. So. Hmm. It's a that's a racing mentality there. I like it. Okay, Josh. In seven minutes or less, please guide us through Nvidia earnings. Holy crap! Six minutes. He's done. Oh, four minutes. Uh, oh, you got it. it. Okay. <laughs> Nvidia <laughs> revenue. Here's the the headline at CNBC. Nvidia revenue jumps eighty four percent. I wonder why. From last year. Gosh. As gamers, gamers. Yeah, right. Gamers demand graphic chips. Okay, the, okay. Uh, that, that part's true. It's concur- they get them? They're both happening at the same time. Their revenues jumped, and also gamers are demanding graphics chips that they can't buy. But let's see. I, this happened once. The miners, before. on the other hand, are perfectly happy. Yeah. Okay. It says the processors it sells specifically for crypto mining. Mining. Have sales yeah. of 155 million. They didn't come out with those mining specific chips until just a couple months ago, did they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. They also didn't correct. take Bitcoin for yeah. buying them. So, yeah, NVIDIA is now a $5.6 billion a quarter company. That's absolutely bonkers. I remember back in the day when they were only a billion, and then when they broke the $2 billion, and only like three years ago did they get over the $3 billion level. And that was when AMD was unable to compete. And now they're sitting at $5.66 billion of revenue. Their earnings, <clears throat> I mean, their, their net revenue is something like $2.3 billion. I mean, that's when all the bills are paid, that's how much money they got left. That's ludicrous. That was AMD's entire quarter like two years ago. $2.3 billion. That's the profit NVIDIA got in Q... Well, I mean, they call it something else. It's like Q2 2022. Q1 20, Anyway. <laughs> anyway, it's what people usually say of Q1 2021. This is NVIDIA's, you know, interpretation of what it should be uh 5.66 billion that's that's ludicrous 2.7 billion just from their gaming uh graphics another like 2.2 from uh data center it was like 2.0 to 2.2 somewhere around in there um they're making bank across the board and uh automotive went down uh some of that other stuff stayed kind of in there but the big movers, of course, were data center and, of course, gaming. And gaming, part of that is Ethereum crypto. And that is getting bought up like mad because Ethereum is going crazy still. Even though it took a pretty good chunk, it's it's slowly rising back up again. And it's still profitable for these people to do. And so... Getting a graphics card for the common user, someone like I had a guy come, you know, emailed me, Hey, can you build me kind of a supercomputer? I've got the money. He's like, I'd love to. However, you just can't get the graphics cards. It's, it's, unless you're paying double 
to two and a half times, you're not getting anything. But we almost we know that, and and that's yeah. that's that's an issue for not only Nvidia but AMD because the six seven hundred XT is a four hundred forty nine dollar product that goes regularly for nine hundred nine fifty a thousand bucks depending on one model you have. It's just it's ludicrous. They're making hay while the sun is shining, and I'll tell you, they're pissing off a lot of people, and. Newegg with their shuffle, and I know I'm going off on a tangent here. here the Newegg with here their shuffle. The, shuffle rant. the other day, Rosewill Teapot was part of the shuffle. You know, some executive came in and was like, "Well, a shuffle's really popular. Maybe we should shove in some other products in there, and you know, get some get some visibility on them." And that lasted for like one day uh, because it it was pretty roundly. But anyway, back to NVIDIA. They're very well run. They're selling everything that they can. They're trying to get out the low hash rate stuff out next month, maybe. Can what? But yeah, I mean, gross margin, 64.1%. I mean, it's down from last year a little bit, which was 65%. But... Uh, yeah, they're still they're still knocking out of the park, and they've got a tremendous amount of product that is flowing. And um, you know, the, they're still going to be wafer constrained. They're they're packaging constrained. Um, you know, final assembly probably is constrained because different components on an actual GPU, um, they're still under constraints because of shipping, because of COVID stuff that. We should be seeing some improvement because in, in the areas where a lot of the stuff's going on, uh, COVID is not nearly the problem as, you know, say like India. Um, but yeah, NVIDIA made a tremendous, tremendous amount of money. And I'm shocked that they have not gotten into more buyback stuff because they've got a lot of cash on hand. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that development, uh, with with that money that on hand, with R and D. If they're going to try to go into other areas that they currently are not, you never can tell. But you know, I, I think uh, Jensen Wong was was put on record uh, as saying when they founded Nvidia back in nineteen, the early nineteen nineties, I think ninety four, um, their goal was compute do compute better. And it just so happened that gaming was just becoming compute intensive and 3D stuff was an area where they could really apply their expertise and go from there. And, you know, six years later in 2000, they started talking about what more can we do with GPUs? And as they became more and more programmable, you know, they, they tried to do more things with them. And uh, now we're at a point where they're doing, you know, pre-visualization. Uh, they're, they're doing machine learning, doing all this other stuff, uh, as well as just rendering games and ray tracing and all this fun stuff that people would love to do if they could buy cards. Uh, but yeah, they've, they've come a long way from being... You know, sub twenty million dollars a quarter in revenue, and now sitting at five point six six billion. That's that. I mean, we're, they're they're twenty seven years into their existence, and hmm. they've that's a tremendous, tremendous jump. 
And uh, congratulations to NVIDIA. You guys are you're knocking it out of the park. I mean, the world and fate and demand have all come to your doorstep at the right time for you to make this kind of scratch. Uh, but, you know, I'm jealous, obviously, because I'm, I'm not making making that kind of money. But then again, I, I don't really deliver many products. Just start hmm. a fab. Think about how much more money NVIDIA could make if they had more fab space. I'll go to, uh, to my credit union and see if they're willing to uh, yeah. to fund that. And we'll take, go educate that person behind the desk. Like, hey, look, you know what a fabrication... What, what is a hey, you know what? I've got, I've got 10 plus years of podcasts. Let's go through some of the things I've said and you can... Yeah, yeah. go back to a 2008 <laughs> podcast and show them. Like, look, this is me. This was me. Look at this headset I was wearing. I was all in. Josh... Why don't you oh. just personally make sure that the ARM acquisition goes through? Just go broker that deal for them and then kind of reap the rewards off of that. Just instant, personally solve I, that. Yeah. yeah, they segue. didn't talk much about that, but it's it's going to I think it's gonna happen. But look at this. I mean the the, the, the Brits are kinda of holding things back a little bit, but in the end it's and it's it's going to be a juggernaut because you know, machine learning is hot. NVIDIA has got the software stack. ARM has the technology that can be applied from half watt units up to yeah. 350 yes. watt. Um, they've, they've, they've got the power to weight ratio, man. They've, they've, they have a scalability that NVIDIA doesn't have yet. Correct. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. But it sucks to work for him right now. Apparently. Yeah, I, I got a little ahead of ourselves, but let's let's stop here for just a moment and hear from our first podcast sponsor this week. Supercharge your team with the power of Text Expander. Your team can do more with the same resources, less repetition, fewer errors, and greater communication consistency. We'll have your team feeling like they've hopped off a bicycle and into a Ferrari, and Ferraris are pretty good. Keep your team consistent, accurate, and current. Especially consider those members working your customer service and how their performance affects your brand. Work faster and smarter using TextExpander's powerful shortcuts and abbreviations to streamline and speed up everything you type. Share your text and images with the whole staff to keep them on track, making sure everyone can share the same message and give the same answers to all customer questions. Create powerful snippets to save you time so that all you do is type a short abbreviation and Text Expander does the rest of the typing for you. Share the snippets of messaging, signatures, images, and descriptions with everyone that works on projects with you. Keep your whole team communicating efficiently with consistent language. Text Expander is available on Mac, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. Show listeners can get 20% off your first year, so visit TextExpander.com slash podcast to learn more about text expander that's textexpander.com slash podcast we're back as was briefly alluded to as i you know threw up a screen while we were talking <laughs> a minute ago uh if you're trying to work at arm you may not be able to find a position until after the nvidia takeover is finalized according to exclusive an, an exclusive report at the register. <laughs> they have an engineering... Oh, it's engineers. Hi, an engineering hiring freeze that may last until April of next year when it expects the acquisition by NVIDIA to complete. Now, they're still waiting yep. on uh, some legal hurdles there. But that's the... Well, and we design. haven't heard from... Yeah, so and legal and HR apparently don't seem to be posting anything, but aren't officially under this freeze. 
This is just the part we care about as opposed to the support services guys. And I mean, there's a bunch of countries that are still going to stick their feet in the water of this and try and either get something out of ARM and NVIDIA to let it go through or try and stop it because they are under the mistaken belief that they can somehow replicate what's going to happen out of this. But the hiring freeze is, you know, it's a bit of a kick, especially when they're saying that they won't backfill, which is uh, how you describe hiring back the person that someone to replace the job that you fired another guy from. So not even going to be doing that. So you're going to watch some attrition going on for a while, but back when they first got taken over by SoftBank, they put into effect this thing called FlexPot wellness. Essentially it was their bonus plan. Uh, you could use it for anything that was wellness related. Uh, so from a bigger monitor to help your eyes at work to sending your kid to summer camp to just, you know, just about anything. But for instance, in the US, and it was all lo locational based, but in the US, it was 8,500 bucks. That's gone. That will be gone until this uh, comes into effect. And it, it's either the NVIDIA is kicked out or NVIDIA obviously is likely to happen is that they're going to buy them. So, you know, there's there's going to be some kickback, I think, feelings? Uh, from the employees. Yeah. Oh. From just about everywhere. I think it was 8500 yeah, 8, bucks is not a uh, a small chunk of change. I mean, if if I were spending 8500 uh a year on things like athletic shoes for my kids, um Exactly. The Lycra for myself. Eighty-five hundred dollars a year on shoes. How many okay, that's like uh, three Nikes. I think it's like you know I'm going to send my kid to basketball, but oh, it's okay. five hundred bucks. Five hundred dollars. You're going to pick up an ergonomic chair for working at home. You're going right. to talk now to you're, a now psychiatrist. What are you going to talk about? No, we're going to talk about my bosses. You like to know. Oh, hey. <laughs> That's that guy. All right, let's 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 quickly good call move back into the news. Speaking of ARM, you know, do you know th this whole like, Apple ARM thing? Have you been? Has anybody paid attention to that? How Apple, you know, they go off of x86 and they're going on to ARM now. Has man, I've heard of it. M1. I've heard of it. Okay, yeah, M M something. Mm. So you know, how isn't they that getting like really low uh, repairability scores? Yeah, it's all glue, and, and it's basically an iPad. The new iMac is... It's, Look, it doesn't matter. Move on. Yeah, let's, let's move past that. <laughs> Apple released their M1 dev kit as just a Mac Mini, long before the actual launch. So Correct. What do you think Windows, like Microsoft, what do you think they would do? Let's see. Let's directly copy that idea. Microsoft and Qualcomm team up create a windows on arm developer pc wait 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 wait. you right. haven't noticed that whatever apple does everyone copies this is I the have, first time you noticed I that i have noticed that since i began <laughs> okay. observing Isn't it a nook? <laughs> so it's a mac mini you know what how, no, how many 999 uh uh foot feet roller feet for uh for cases have you seen none Not i many. thought apple's were only 500 dollars yeah, they they aren't quite that the, much money. The stand. Okay, what was the, the what was the was the stand? Monitor, yeah, yeah, it was the monitor stand. stand. It was the stand. And if you don't was, have actually that turns last thousand dollars, just lean it up against something, you popper. But if you had that extra grand, you can actually put your monitor on its own stand. I guess the thinking oh. was, 
oh, professionals are going to have monitor arms they're just going to connect this to. No, no, no. Everybody wanted the prestige. If you're spending that much money on the Mac Pro, you're not doing it because you just wanted a workstation. You're doing it because you wanted to showcase, like an MKBHD video, your Apple... Yeah, but that, Apple that monitor was was targeted at specific industries and specific workflows with its its color response Yon, and its viewing are, angles and all that. Incredible. The upper half of the podcast, there not are Josh and I. Incredible monitors out there for photo <laughs> editing that are extremely accurate, that can be calibrated to near perfection, that are not made by Apple. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. You, I mean, no, they might. don't have that, that certain kind of etched glass that's glass, but it's still not as reflective. Just don't use glass. If you don't want it to be reflective, just don't use glass. Yeah, Is but have you seen or, the packaging and the experience? Oh, I know. The packaging. <laughs> Apple's packaging... Is the stuff of, that dreams are made of. I, just unboxing Apple products. I it honestly feel myself, is. We have different dreams. I, I, I lose myself. Waves of pleasure. Um, the So the ARM-based dev kit is coming because previously you had to buy some more expensive device. And The Verge points out that you know the Surface Pro X was one of only a few options for devs previously. Well, now you can just buy this cheap mini desktop thing. It's basically a Nook, and it's going to have ARM64, and, and that's the future. I mean, let's be real. This is the future. So, being on a low-power ARM platform, Apple jumped on the bandwagon, just like they jumped on the USB bandwagon, and they dropped the floppy drive, and then, hey, then everybody else started dropping the floppy drive, and everybody else yeah, started but dropping Thunderbolt ports. Thunderbolt. Mm. Not Thunderbolt, no. What's the other Light one? Pete. 1394. Light Pete. Oh, FireWire. Thirteen ninety four. Oh, FireWire. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's FireWire. And B, FireWire ninety four. A FireWire B. really sucks. There's there's FireWire on a few things, but FireWire eight hundred. I never saw that outside of a Mac. That is well, maybe I I, I never have, saw it. Maybe it was out there. Somewhere. There might yeah, have been. Sound Blaster had FireWire. <laughs> did it have FireWire eight hundred? Did it have eight hundred? No, it did not. Where it, where it ended up taking off was actually in professional cameras or and video and actually I think it was mostly video cameras. For for that period of time, that was the highest bandwidth connection that you could make. So when people were trying to pull raw video off of digital higher end digital cameras, it was FireWire, and that's why it lived as long as it did. Yeah, DB, camera companies. You had a DV camcorder. USB kind of sucked for consistent high bandwidth it did. transfer speeds back mm -hmm. then. So yep. you wanted that fireware. High-end scanners, DV camcorders, that kind of stuff. Scuzzy. Sony, of course, had that mini DV thing. What was that called? I don't even know. Scuzzy was great when it worked. Yep. <laughs> was mm. Fireware is basically... Anyway. Uh, yeah. Let's move on. If you Moving followed on. the PC enthusiast community over the last couple of weeks, and all about... Gamers Nexus Twitter account had posted uh, this bizarre kind of request to Asus it was bizarre about uh, the thermal pads. I want to repair or replace the thermal pads on my GPU. I think it was this. Well, it was a regular guy. It's just some regular dude who was like just working over his uh, his GPU. I think it was a, yeah, I think it was a GPU. Had taken it off for servicing you know cleaning or maybe putting on a different mm -hmm. block or you know whatever and he 
had sent a message to Asus and said, hey, what thermal pad actually goes back here? And uh, they said, no, no, that's that's proprietary. (laughs) And Gamers Nexus jumped on that with like, "Um, you know, we could have just looked at the original one and just mic'd it, just measured it. You know, so it's not like the the information couldn't be found. Why don't you help this guy and stop being? Well, I'm not going to say anything about yeah. that part. I mean, but. unless the thermal pad had totally disintegrated, why couldn't you just measure it yourself? And then well, maybe it ripped, or thickness. maybe he threw it away before he measured it, or something. But yeah, sounds like. A, I mean, I good on them for relenting telling them, "Hey, by the way, it's one millimeter or whatever they said." Yes, it, well, it, is, it wasn't the original guy backtracking; it was one of their PR people realizing. Oh. This can go one of two ways. One, everyone will just forget about it in a couple of weeks, or two, people will be screaming about it for years. Oh, here we go. It's Jeff Campman, formerly <laughs> so, so of the Jeff Tech Report. Just, just like, no, they're a millimeter thick dude. It's cool. And uh, those responsible for uh, telling you it was uh, verboten to tell are going to be, you know, beaten with sticks. Those likely. responsible have been sacked. Mm. Yes. That and he got out in front of it going like, no, 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 we're cool. We're cool. It's one millimeter, man. It's one millimeter. It's all good. Because remember, there have been times where people didn't back off when companies didn't back off. And we still bitch about it to this day. True. Uh, For some reason, I have a story linked here from a website called Windows Latest that I've never heard of before. Let's dive right Uh, in as I infect my computer. Microsoft yep. confirms next well, generation Windows edge, 10. Now. It's incredible. They it's confirmed it. Did Johnny it. get hired by Microsoft? I loved the headline on this oh, one. It's, it's, incre- it's incredible. Look. Incredible. incredible. Unbelievable. Incredible. You, you can't believe it. The I thought it was going to be the fastest, best version of Windows ever, and they just confirmed it. Incredible and massive. Does it run on uh, ARM? That's what I want to know. Oh, we know that the future of Windows is incredible. Incredible. Wait a minute. Didn't he used to work for Google? But he used to work for Google. I don't know. Yeah, I think he did. Uh, But look at this. Look at this. Have you ever seen a more beautiful? Look at these these icons. It's like we've taken a step back in time. You remember the Windows Media Edition theme for Windows XP? Everything was a little bit shinier. Yeah, but it's got rounded corners. And it's, and it's floating over the taskbar. Uh, Come on, man. I'm not Rounded. seeing that. Look at that. Look, see, it's not connected to the taskbar. Oh, okay. Just, yeah. See that, that gap? Corners. See that gap? That no. is it's very Rounded corners, Apple-like. man. That is very Apple-like. Do you not realize how hard it is to code that? It's true. Uh, who was it? I couldn't uh, code it. Revolution in the it's Valley. Read that book if you want to know about how hard it is to uh, code rounded rectangles, which Steve Jobs insisted on, and they said... Why? How many CPU mean, cycles is that going to have to take? That Andy Hertzfeld did that, I think. Whatever it took, and they he was he was right. I'm just gonna I'll die on that hill. Whatever. <laughs> whatever Steve said, it was right, and I know it. You've not been caught always. in that reality distortion field for no. decades. Not always, but rounded wrecks, he was right about those. Rounded wrecks. Well, because he went out yep. into the real world and he said, look guys, street signs. They don't just have sharp corners. Some of them have a rounded rectangle. Look at these. Look at the sign on this theater. Rounded. He wasn't said, wrong. You know what, Steve? He wasn't wrong. You're not wrong, but that's a pain in the ass, and we have to figure out how to yep. make a rounded corner using mm-hmm. just 
And Steve was just the kind of person that would walk in there and and break it off. You know what I'm saying? Mm. In his butt if he didn't do it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He did the kind of stuff Mm -hmm. that Elon wants to do but can't pull off. No. He's he's trying. (laughs) That's not bad. Mm -hmm. You're right about that. You have to have more than just the arrogance. You have to have more than just the, the self-assurance about your vision. You're right. Let's take a break here for podcast sponsor number two. Finally, nicer weather is here. I know it makes me want to get outside and see the world again, and I'm looking forward to seeing family members living in other far-flung states very soon now. In my case, I'll be flying because California is not conveniently located next to Virginia. To make my traveling experience as fast, safe, and easy as possible, I'll be using Clear and their secure identity platform to make that experience as frictionless as possible. Using Clear can help you move through security with speed and confidence. It's easy to sign up for Clear using a quick one-time enrollment with your government-issued ID, and afterwards, you can simply use, well, you and your charming face for touchless entry at airports, stadiums, and more. It's easy to sign up by creating your account online. First, head over to clearme.com slash pcpur to get started and get your first two months free. Right now, over 5.5 million people are using Clear for faster, touchless, and seamless entry at airports, stadiums, concert spaces, offices, restaurants, and much more. After you're a member, you can take advantage of their discounted friends and family plan with kids under 18 even being free. Get back out there and start traveling again. Use Clear to help you get back to what you love faster. Use our link at clearme.com slash pcpur. That's C-L-E-A-R-M-E dot com. And use code pcpur for your first two months free. We're back. And finally, Linux on Chromebooks. Coming oh. out of beta. Chrome OS <sighs> 91. I didn't know there were that many versions of Chrome OS, and yet there yeah, are. Yeah, why? Why? Why are there so many? Why not? So Google apparently, this is a story is more on numbers. Android Central. Google hinted at several new Chromebooks coming later in the year. Who would have thought that, you know, in a coming into a new school year where so many people have been remote over the last 12 plus months and, you know, Chromebooks are at the very basis of a lot of education. Of course, they're going to have new Chromebooks. Unfortunately, true. It's not really going out on a limb <laughs> to say, I think there might be new Chromebooks in 2021. Really? And new software, too? So the change in the status of this going from beta to a shipping product happens on the next release of Chrome OS. Chrome, Android 11 is coming to Chromebooks with Chrome OS 90, bringing improved Android app support. <laughs> That's a great way to get more apps on your device. Just run mobile apps. It's just a yeah, tablet. Yeah, why bother coding new stuff? Just yeah. slap it on from the store. It's, it's just a tablet. You know, it's it's working for Apple, by the way. Mm-hmm. Right. Unless you ask Epic, in which case they say it might be working too well. Uh, that's going to be decided by the courts. Uh, we have one of these on hand, and, you know, came on me for not having got to it yet. But, you know, well, it's, that's why I threw it in here. Yeah, st- yeah, just to put the put the pressure on a little bit. Intel H20. Remember the H10? Everybody ran out to their local CDW and Office Depot and Office Max, if those still exist, and said, I want the latest Staples. and greatest... Yeah, Staples. Uh, laptop with Intel Optane hybrid technology, please. Can you make sure that my PCI Express lanes are bifurcated? 
And then the yeah. people would just say, huh? like, they, they gotta be bifurcated. I need I need it to recognize two different uh, by two PCI Gen three oh. SSDs, but on one PCB. But and and neither of them are talking the same. One is it like, different. So it's that beautiful marriage. What happens when you combine Intel's Optane technology? Don't call it. Look a at a storage fast. mullet. Don't call it storage. Fast, it's fast, slow. Technology. Fast, fast. Fast, right, fast, slow. It's fast, great fast, for slow. Those really small, random, low Q depth transfers, which actually drive a lot of your OS usage. It's it's legitimate mm-hmm. to say that it improves your actual usage of a desktop. It, yeah, it is a real world experience multiplier. It is hard. It, it has it, traditionally yes. been hard to benchmark. Apparently, PC Mark, its new storage test makes it easier. But anyhow, the H20, it's just an update to the H10, essentially. It's still Gen 3 ECI Express. It's still two by two devices. It still requires, it's still bifurcated. So I have to be able to pick up the two devices uh, separately and then have the software combine them and uses the this Optane side as a cache and it, it, it can be much faster in opening up certain apps and things once they've been cached. Anyhow, the other I mean, literally, if you use your laptop to turn it on. Open up the internet, browse Facebook for a while, and shut it off. You love this drive. Right, at, at that point, if you're the kind of person who turns on your PC just to use Facebook, first of all, nobody shuts down their PC anymore. They just put their they close the laptop lid, and that's their version of shutting it off. That's instant on. Mm-hmm. And then they bring it back up, and it's probably just sitting in memory. So, wow, this PC is so fast because you go to the same tab mm-hmm. on the same browser, and that's all you ever do. Then you try and load a movie. Don't, we'll, don't complicate the issue. We'll, we'll look at a few benchmarks and things and see. I, I feel like it's going to be just a little bit better. I mean, there's their numbers are. No. It's, it's a little bit better than the H10. But you have to have a specific device to take advantage of this. So if, if the possibility of enhancing your life with slightly faster load times and slightly faster performance in certain circumstances appeals to you. You know, if they actually had a controller... A single controller instead of this, which I'm assuming it has two controllers, an Optane controller and the NAND controller. If they had one that just had sideband for Optane with six to eight lanes for NAND, it would be an awesome, and plus some super caps, got to have super caps, maybe. Uh, It would be an awesome product that would would just, your, your actual user experience would be, really good uh, for, for doing any kind of, you know, IO intensive stuff for programs, opening crap, whatever. Um, but yeah, this bifurcation, uh, you're going to have a whole lot more CPU overhead of where it's going to send data and where it's going to grab data from. And uh, yeah, that, that makes things more complex because you've got a software layer in there. Um, yeah. I just don't see many upsides to this. Uh, let's move on to the next story real quick. What is Biomutant? Okay. And why? why don't know. I it, to it? What is happening? It was supposed Hold to on. be a very interesting game, and it uh, was supposed to be very open world, very build your character. It was um, had a lot of promise. Oh, Jeremy, uh, you wrote this uh, story up. Had a lot of promise, apparently. Oh, okay. that's, never, that's never good. <laughs> but look, the yeah. price. The price says triple A. 55 pounds, 60 euros, 60 US dollars. That means it's good, I was right? looking forward to it. I was looking forward to it. 
Yeah. It seemed amusing. You know, it's sort of like a mystical kung fu type, but you're a mutated animal in the world after humans have died because everything is post-apocalyptic now. Uh, it's like they're trying to prepare us for something in a way. And it looks, you know, cutesy, but at the same time, sort of Horrifying. violent and interesting. But the, see, the thing is that it, it's trying to do about 873 things at once and doesn't actually bother to do any of them well, apparently. And the, the, the part that I went from, I don't care, maybe I will pick this up to try it, to what you've, who the hell let that through? Whenever you're talking to somebody, and this is an RPG, so there's a lot of dialogue, what you hear is grumbling, growly animal voices, and there is a narrator <laughs> voice that comes over to say, ah, yes, this person has just said that they think you're an impressive warrior, and would you like you to go out and collect? And they've made up a whole language, so it's not going out to kill three rats. It's going out to kill three grumble bumps to pick up their goobble saps. And at this point, I would either kill the computer or myself, I think. Wow. So, Jer Jeremy. Yeah. It sounds like an N64 game, except there wouldn't have been the narration <laughs> over the top of it. Yeah. So five years ago, this might have actually been amazing, but uh, it unfortunately like doesn't sound 25 great. 25 years ago. Before, like PC speaker sound doing this, maybe. Well, the graphics are a lot better. I mean... Are they? I, I mean, guess the, they're, they're the, better, but look at what they're displaying. Those visuals were... Well, the, it's not just like, the unsettling. sort of... The, the combat system is not very inventive. The world is somewhat empty. Okay. Let's not talk about it anymore. USB. Yeah. Hey, USB 1996 power. was a good year for, for sound cards. So. Yes, it was. Nice. Yeah. All right, moving on. It was a USB very good power year. delivery. Did you know that the Type 2.1 standard, you know, HDMI goes up and it has more bandwidth, right? With supported cables. USB-C goes up and says, oh, yeah, not so fast, HDMI. You may have a lot of megabits. <laughs> But we have 240 watts of power delivery over a single cable. I, so is this I like a superconducting cable? Does it you get pretty so. warm to the touch? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you'd think. But give Relative. it its full name. So the USB-C PD 2.1 EPR. Because they're letting it get out of hand again. Are we going to have to call it's it that? power range. Look at these pictures. You know... This is, I mean, you're going to get into this world of, you're going to have to buy your USB-C cables from a very reliable brand with a good warranty. Uh, would, yeah, like a warranty that covers the thing it just killed from yes. you unplugging it. Uh, bumping the I mean, voltage up from 20 volts and to 48 means greater potential. At 5 amp. Damage. Yeah. Yeah, at look five at that. Amp, it's you already hurt doing yourself. It's already arcing. It's arcing right now, and I don't even have one of the cables. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the funny thing is that Benson Leung, or Leung from uh, Google, is the one that was talking about this. And he, among other things, that uh, Google is their cable guru. This is the guy who was whose Chromebook combusted because of a supposedly specced USB-C cable that obviously wasn't because it fried the hell out of his $2,000 Chromebook. And of course, it wasn't. He wasn't able to get his Chromebook back or the money back from the maker of the USB. So yeah, if you're gonna play around with this stuff, I I don't know who I would trust to buy it from. 
Like, I, I want, if this thing arcs, I want you to replace the machine it just killed. Or provide me a way of unplugging without, guaranteed without an arc. Just find one of those package deals where it has the cable and the brick. And then, like, a company like Belkin, I know Belkin, I don't know if they still do this, they used to have this, like, connected devices guarantee where if your thing fried and was connected to one oh, of the power Oh, yeah, the, the surge it. protectors. Yeah. Maybe they'll do something like that. Somebody out there, if they do that, then I'll get behind that, I guess. Let's talk about, speaking of expensive things that can break and break your heart. Yeah, I couldn't believe this either. How, how look at the power, just, just look at this picture. We'll go to the Tweaktown article. Just look at the power delivery. Radio, radio listeners, audio listeners, podcast listeners, imagine, if you will, a motherboard. And you usually have a few, you know, you have some VRMs around the CPU socket. What if you had, like, I don't know, what is this, 24? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, those eight, are Those nine, are chokes. The 11, VRMs are to the left, but yes. Right. I mean, well, okay, 1, 2, 3, two VRMs four, go So it's usually five. two VRMs to a choke. Yeah. 10, 12. It is 18 10, phases with an extra two for the memory. Mm. So 18 plus 2 config, huh? You know, that common one that you find. And some of those uh, are up to 100. Uh, blah, 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 where did it go? If you haven't 100 amp power yet, stages. If you haven't guessed yet, this is not an AMD motherboard. This is a Z590. Oh. It's the Asus ROG Maximus Extreme 13-2 Lightning Returns. No, wait. No, hold on. Um, it's... <laughs> <laughs> the, but it's it's yeah, a big, glacial. It, yeah, it's a big because it's got an AKW or EK water block on it. Eighteen phase power because you need that kind of power when your when your CPU is pulling more than huh? your GPU. You need robust phases. And how much does this thing cost? Would you believe it is a bargain right now at a hundred dollars less than MSRP, a mere fifteen hundred dollars. Perfect. $1,500 for a motherboard to drive a... But you save 20 bucks on the chip compared to the Ryzen. A notebook CPU so. that was ported, backported to desktop, and you just... Okay. All right. $1,500 for motherboard. So what All else right. is special about this board besides CPU. the power delivery? Would you ever spend $1,500? <laughs> Informal poll here. Would you ever spend $1,500 on a platform that will never get you more than eight cores? Not until you give me a raise. Because for fifteen hundred dollars, no. you could buy a Threadripper and a motherboard. Yeah, you could buy an. X570, you could probably get a bundled PSU in there too. A sixteen-core CPU, memory, storage, and some kind of piece of crap GPU and a case. I'm guessing that could be an exaggeration. You can buy a pretty nice PC for fifteen hundred if you don't need a GPU right now. No, it's utterly insane. Now, it does have 10 gig and 2.5 gig wired. It's got Wi-Fi 6, of course, a pair of uh, Thunderbolt 4s, a good 8, I believe it was, uh, 3.2 Gen 2 ports, uh, two Ultra M.2s on a DIM2 card, as well as three Hyper M.2s, Intel's Virtual RAID and you know, normal usage stuff. So yeah, they did throw everything onto it, but it's insane. 
Jeremy, I don't see fire, fire wire on this. So uh, you got spare slots. You can put in a, a PCI card. Oh, okay. All right. PCI All right. card. Good. Yeah, I got I some out of that, you know. <laughs> I, I hoard things, so I do have at least two PCI FireWire cards that I know of. But Excellent. There. Uh, I did a, just real quick, I'll mention, I have a review up this week on some Guile. Do you know Guile? I would, I would think they're Guile. It's an acronym. It's Golden Emperor International Limited. I didn't know that to, you know, you had written that out. But uh, I had a little hardware story. Back in the day, I picture this. It's the winter, 2009. And young Sebastian is building a PC. And I get myself a Core 2 Duo, my first Core build. It was an E8400, I think. And I wanted Ooh. some DDR2 memory to go with it. And there was this Black Dragon kit, which is still on e- uh, Newegg for some reason. And this kit... The dragon on this the black PCB, which was so cool to me because I'd only ever used green PCB PCB memory at this point. The dragon silkscreen had two LEDs for its eyes that glowed red when the memory was on. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, this is cool." So anyhow, uh, they sent some memory, and I said, "Hell yeah, I remember that brand. I haven't used their stuff in a long time." You think like G Skill Corsair memory. But there's this brand, Golden Emperor. You'll find them on Newegg. And they've embraced the RGB lifestyle. Look at this package. I mean, audio listeners, we're looking at a package that has every color of the rainbow. And it's a small box. You know what I like about their packages? What? They're small. They're compact. Square corners? They they don't, they don't, it's not these huge blister things that typically memory comes in. Corsair. So. Yeah, <laughs> a little pack big enough to fit two dims inside, and that's it. And these are small. They they claim to, to have kind of standard height. These are a little bit taller than a standard dim, but they're they're not too big. They're not gonna interfere with much, and they they have a kind of unique pattern on them. They called it the Trident Gradient Pattern, with the upper edge featuring a honeycomb sculpture sculpture, and as you can see, it it's kind of a it's actually molded into the plastic here. If that matters to you, if you stare at the top of your dims and you like what you see, you might like these. And you might notice this Ryzen sticker featured prominently on both of these. 4,400 megahertz overclocked memory. This is cast latency 18 at 1.45 volts, which is pretty toasty for DDR4. And it claims to work on Ryzen platforms out of the box, no problem at that speed. Why you'd want to do that? It's debatable. We will mention that very briefly. But anyway, Hynix Dimps. That's what there are Hynix ICs. That's what people might want to know. Here's a Typhoon Burner screenshot to show you. And eh, I mean, you, at these speeds and at, at what is a pretty low latency, Cas18 for 4400. I was a little surprised they're using Hynix, but they say they kind of hand test these and guarantee them to work on Ryzen. So I put it in the same. Test bed, the Crosshair 8 Hero Wi-Fi board, same BIOS as last time I tested memory earlier this year. And it worked. I just set the DOCP to XMP equivalent settings, and it just worked. It booted up, stable through all testing. But here's the thing. Northbridge frequency. It's some 
derivative. It's like a... It a, goes from half to a quarter. Yeah. And we're talking for 4,400. You're, you're going from, what, uh, 7 to 3,600, 1,800 to yeah. 11? Now, 1,800 is technically an overclock, although it shouldn't be. It should it's just be 1,800 and 3,600. 3,600. Yeah. Stock it's... for AMD is 1,600 Northbridge with 3,200 memory. Most enthusiasts run you know 1800 f clock and 3600 memory from what i've gleaned this forces the northbridge down to only 1100 megahertz because the memory's running at 22 megahertz i could not force it out of this i tried oh motive 16 18 apparently i don't know what i'm doing because i could not get it off of 1100 if i had the memory set to 4400 you could you mean it wouldn't go up to 7200 megahertz <laughs> I mean, yeah. Somehow, I couldn't get my Northbridge much higher than 1800 on the 3000 series CPU I was using. But anyway, if you run benchmarks like ADA64, you'll see, hey, fast memory equals faster reads, faster writes, and faster copy. So it's at the top of the list over that CAS14 3600 Trident Z Neo kit. But, not by a whole lot, but... If you look at what it actually does in applications that make use of the CPU as well as the memory, then it's down, kind of trading blows with 2400 Cas16 memory. So it really depends on the application. But if you're on a Ryzen platform, and I thought it was curious that they are advertising this as a Ryzen product at 4400. It's just such an odd frequency. Yeah. You called attention Intel? to the Ryzen sticker on it. Yeah. So that's yeah, a, it's, uh, it's, it's a ton easier to get a Ryzen sticker than probably an Intel. Well, here's, the, <laughs> here's the thing. This is this is 16 gigabytes to 8 gig sticks. $325 because it's 4400 wow. Cas18. That's, that's a lot of nuts. For the same yeah. series, the same Orion RGB memory at cas 18 if you go down to 3600 megahertz it's 105.99 on amazon and you'll it, get better performance overall you will get better performance from your cpu so it, i i like this memory but i would say don't buy this kit get a 3600 kit whether you get cas 16 18 whatever it is so much less money for just a smarter buy i just don't get 4400 unless you're on an Intel platform and just want the high memory frequencies for some reason. I just got a, uh, I just got a kit here to test as well. So it'll be interesting. I'm going to use the same tools you did. It's a Viper kit. That's actually a uh, 4,000 with a CL 20. Mm-hmm. So a little bit slower, but um, I'll try it on run that at 36 cast 16. I'm going to try 36. I'm going to try yeah. 36. I'll try CL 18, maybe 16. Oh, you can get 16 out of that. If it's rated at 4... It depends on what the... Uh, it's rated at 4,000. Is it, is it um, minus? Yeah, I don't know. It, uh, yeah, I haven't plugged them out? in yet. So I'm going to use the same tool you did yeah, and maybe Typhoon the same... Burner, man. It'll right. You. Uh, I'm going to get that and I'll grab a couple of the same utilities so maybe they'll be somewhat comparable, although I don't have a 3,900. What did you use? A 3,950 or 3,900? This is the GPU test bench and for the last like four memory reviews, I've used the same thing. It's time to upgrade I have to 5,000. I have a 3700X still okay. in AMD. So, so should should have the same. It should run at 1800 F-clock, no problem. I, the last time I put memory on that particular board, it did. So I had no problem with it. Okay. Uh, picks of the week. 
It's we're already to that point. We've been wow broadcasting Whoa. for a little over an hour. We've been actually officially podcasting for just about one hour now. Who knows? Who knows? Don't hold me to That's that. That's great because my mom's visiting. Oh, okay. Well, then you can come yeah. visit oh. with the fam. Well, hi, mom. Who's hi, mom. first? Who had this? Who's always first? Idea. Pa- this it's so uncharacteristic for the audio guy to pick something else. But let's look at Josh's. Pick. I know. Four hundred and seventy-nine dollars. You can get a Lenovo Idea Pad, fifteen inch, fifteen point six inch. It's got the Ryzen 5 5500 U, hey. so it's not the three thousand series. Okay. It's not the four thousand series. So they it's, don't it's stiff Zen you on the two. SSD. And uh, say that again. They don't stiff you on the SSD either. No, no, it's a two hundred fifty six gig NVMe. Look at this. It's a ten eighty. Yeah. P. Uh, monitor. I mean, yeah, they, you know, it's it's only eight gigs of RAM, which you know, not bad. Two fifty six gigs of NVMe, again, not bad. It's a TN panel, but it's a newer TN, so it doesn't look bad. Bluetooth, wireless, all this stuff. And look, it and runs Windows ten, which I hear is getting better than ever. It's, it's incredible. Incredible. It's incredible. And okay, so it's incredible. it's a Ryzen five. Yeah. So it's a six core, twelve thread laptop. Wow. And for four hundred and seventy nine bucks, I, I had to order one and my kids are getting it for his graduation present. Nice. Nice. That's a hell of a deal. It's it was shocking. Especially when you consider the other stuff that is around that price range. I mean, you've got some of those ultra portable 13, 12 inch that are, you know, around 450 bucks, but they've got, you know, the one gigahertz processor, you know, the really low end stuff from AMD and Intel or the previous generation AMD. This is, you know, current generation mobile from AMD. It, it's a base clock at 2.1 gigahertz. It goes up to four gigahertz, six cores, 12 threads. Oh, hell, you can't buy a motherboard for that That's price. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, it's an amazing deal. Get it from Walmart, 479 bucks, and you've got a really a, essentially a desktop replacement because you got a 1080 screen, and it's a 15.6, and it's still lightweight. But, you know, it's, it's running uh, the integrated Ryzen 7 graphics, which they don't suck. Nope. So, yeah, you're... This is a, a smoking deal for everything you kind of need. And it's dual channel. It's actual dual channel memory. Two by four gig dims. So yes. you're not getting you're not getting screwed by single channel memory. And but that helps. The Vega graphics. You need it. Exactly. Okay. So next? yeah, this is this is awesome deal for under 500 bucks. Just buy it. Just, Josh yeah, did. I did. If you yeah. haven't bought it yet, what are you doing? We well, were watching the Let me put it in the chat because there's people apparently Josh. who are quite interested. People need that link. I, I'm, worried about, link. I'm worried about the TN panel, but if you said it's better, I've seen cheap. Yeah, it's not fantastic. Like, it's not fantastic. But range is like one degree before it goes completely white or black. But yeah, hey, no, it's it's, it's not that bad. That. Okay, it probably is. Okay, but yeah, you, it's hard. <laughs> it is hard to complain because it does have an HDMI port on it. So, okay. look it up to you. There you TV. go. 
plug in, you know, get get a Logitech wireless keyboard and mouse that, that goes with one dongle, plug it into an HDMI, 4K, do whatever, and you're going to be happy. I mean, not playing games, obviously, at 4K. Well, but you're playing more games than you could with the video card you can't buy. At least it has a video card component and an HDMI works. port. Is that the uh, the process reduced uh, Vega graphics on that one? Process what? reduced? You mean the yeah? They're they're, they're actually on a smaller process. Yeah, node. I think that was one of the enhancements to the five. No, I think the five hundred is it's 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 Zen two, so it's seven nanometer. It's the improved Vega. Yeah, see, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's yep. what I was saying. Yeah. Process process Just improved buy Vega. Just buy it. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> Jeremy. What on earth is this? Hey, come on. Memory materials are awesome. The idea that, you know, if something gets bent out of shape, that with a simple addition of energy, it will refine its original shape. You know, these are neat things. But did you ever think about applying that to pasta? Because somebody did. And it is actually kind of an interesting idea. So instead of having your old potato chip style bag, that's 90% air with some, uh, you know, ravioli or something in the bottom of it, what they've done is they figured out how to essentially, you know, ship it like literally in a matchbox. And when you boil it, it will slowly regain the shape that it had. Now, there's some that they haven't quite figured out yet, but uh, as far as some of the uh, spirals and loops and bow ties, they, they've totally got it. They, if you click on the video for a little bit, so you can, they actually show it cooking away and curling back. And if you jump towards the end, it, it'll give you an idea of sort of why this makes sense. So it, it's just normal pasta, and they're using this machine to uh, punch, uh, what do they call it? Uh, groove morphing and uh, it will and if you jump forward a little bit and you'll see it in boiling water okay. so away it goes and it actually does come from a, a flat little Interesting. thing and so if this lady is is carrying what is literally a matchbox with her camping and she lights up a fire to boil it I'll jump forward just a little bit. Okay. 110, 115. She so she fires it up. Better boil that watch. water. That's what she's pulling out. Yeah, you want to boil that water pretty good. But boom, you, you've got literally a meal's worth of pasta in what is the size of a matchbox. So for camping, this is stupidly ridiculous. For the giant pasta collection you've got, instead of the bags which constantly fall on your head... Okay. You, you can literally mm, put it so in. good. <laughs> yeah, well, come on. you got to sell it somehow. Look, who's eating pasta when you go camping? If who's it's not? small enough. Hello? Have, have, have you ever been camping? Yeah. That is the energy dense, stupidly easy to carry. It is easy to carry. You just add water. You boil it. It, it gains in mass. It's full of carbohydrates. Yeah, pasta yeah. is... is that's Perfect. that's prepackaged meal for camping yeah. if you're doing any kind of climbing or anything. Come on, man. This is hard, and man. this is that. also great for like refugee camps and stuff, where instead of having to deal with these giant, you know, breller anacondas. You know, well, them transmogrifiers, transformers, transformers. 
more have, than ECI, Josh. This, there's this there's this yeah. noodle that's compressed in way down bags. into a little box. Yeah. Uh, they're called ramen noodles, I think. And you just put that in hot water. Those things expand. It's great, and they're compact. But the problem with the ramen noodles is that because it is in a little nest, they will get crushed to hell, and so all you get is that nasty powder with the, the flavoring in it, and then you sort of end up with ramen soup. Whereas with the flat pack ones, they would not break. Wait, do you actually boil ramen? You can. I, you can eat it raw in the package if you take want. take it out of there and sprinkle the sauce on it and crunch on it some. Really? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> a little hoisin sauce on it. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's fine. And to the people so you who go, are I had outraged, nothing to picks. people who are outraged, uh, if they even care of anything that I say, I have never been technically never been camping it doesn't count i think when it's somebody with an rv and they're just cooking normal food on that is not camping it's not real camping yeah. i've never been real camping that is not you know. camping i know i agree i don't say I'm a, i hiked for a week camping. in the wind river range going up and climbing gannett peak and you got to carry all your food with you and it's all yep. dried food and you carry a filtered pump with you so you can get and not not get giardia up in there and and you carry fever as much fever water is as not you what can. you want but yeah, it's it's you 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 have your little propane uh, you know mini stove and you've got an aluminum pot which is not great for you but it's light and you cook up your pasta. Yeah, I did Algonquin Park down the Rideau Canal to Lake Ontario, which was a better part of a week canoeing. So not only are you carrying everything, occasionally you're carrying that damn canoe because portaging is mm -hmm. the best ever thing. All right, Brett. Save us. What's our final pick here? Not every pick has to be pure technology. Some picks are just useful and on sale. This was but my best technology. friend in the group. This is technology. Uh, it is sort it of. Plugs into this the was wall. my best. This was my best friend. It uses electricity. This was my best friend in the garage today. Thirty dollars off. One hundred and thirty-five amp uh, MIG welder. Uh, one hundred and ten volt AC, uh, and I welded a lot of stuff with it today in the garage. I had a friend bring his trailer over. Ended up welding a bunch of stuff on his trailer and welding a bunch of stuff on some of our off-road mini dune buggies today. So that was my best friend in the garage today, and it worked awesome. And I just wanted to thank it tonight because it was on sale. So if you need a welder, or maybe you don't even know you need one, but you need to stick metal together. This is probably a good way to do it. 30 bucks off. This is a really good price, actually. Eastwood Co., 135 amp, does some really thick metal. Uh, yeah, you're probably going to be terrible at it at first, but, um, you know. Practice makes perfect. It does. Perfect practice <laughs> makes perfect. I'm, I'm just moving into the, wow, you're fairly terrible at this zone versus. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't have you, have you even melted anything valuable? Up. Have you seriously injured yourself or sent anybody? To um, I have set things on fire a okay. lot, and you probably can't see it today. But I had like a really hot piece of metal land in my head. It was like right up, uh, over here today is like this red spot on my forehead. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, a bunch of stuff set on set on fire today. Uh, sparks going all over the place. <laughs> Jeremy's getting out all this camping gear. Or, oh, Shoes no. on fire. Oh, arms oh, reach, baby. <clears throat> arms reach. Well, you never know when you have to jam. <laughs> Okay. Well, you never he's know. Got his, he's got his bug out gear just right there. You never know when you're going to have to. Jeremy, I never knew you were a survivalist. You're awesome. Good I for, like even more. Good for you. Yeah. All right. uh, Jeremy is awesome. I mean, On your this... back won't hold out for more than 10 miles, but you know what? 
That's what you get someone to carry it for you. Yeah. A companion. A camp companion. All right. Uh, we will talk to you guys next week. We'll do this again. We'll have... I'm sure there'll be some more things happening. More burgers Probably. will be consumed. There so might then. be some technology to talk about, maybe. Yeah, maybe. More camping stories. We could so talk about ARM stuff. Because yeah. they had a release. We, and I'm but, trying hey, to get all that together for but, a video. But we could put a separate video out about that, John. We sure can. Oh, we could. Yes, we, we can. can. We can. We, we can have the. We have the power talk to do that. It. I could I take some, some video, video software, sort of. I could take some video of me welding stuff together in the garage. Would yeah, that be just put it together, like how to weld yeah. your own PC case out of scrap parts that, that you stole. <sighs> okay. Yep. Okay. Could happen. Goodbye, everybody. Good night. <laughs>